You got the chill. The chill, chill, chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton, presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. But I, I, yeah, that's how we kind of look at this thing, that, okay, it's this simple, they're doing arithmetic in ninth grade. When they should, let's get to where we're doing algebra, or geometry. But... Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio, with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. How old is Chewy that he's calling like basic math arithmetic? <laughs> I was going to say... <laughs> what the heck is... Strom, have you ever... I know you've heard the phrase arithmetic. Has anyone ever used it to you in a serious fashion? Like, no. You should learn your arithmetic, or Never. you should do your arithmetic homework. Uh, Chewy is 54 years old. Maybe that noted, does fall in. Noted ageist Matt Hamilton strikes again. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. Yeah. Percent I mean, while you're doing your arithmetic, just bust out your abacus to make sure you're doing proper math. Oh, God. <laughs> Stone tablet's not available? Yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, he's he's got to be in the abacus area. Make sure you're checking your lattice. What's that? It's a math thing. Lattice. Oh. Lattice math. I thought it was what goes underneath your deck. I think yeah, that's also true. <laughs> but there's a lattice math thing where you do multiplication through the lattice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I know what you're talking about. The little multiplication hack. Can I just say that, not surprisingly, I have a major problem with like teaching math <laughs> after a certain level in school. Because I think math is one of those things either you can or you can't. And you do need to know... Or you use it in your work or you right. don't. And either you are and you should not have a job that you use it in your, in your work if you are... Someone is struggling a lot with basic math. Now, I do think everyone out there, basic math, basic algebra, basic geometry, absolutely. Like you should. But my point is, like in high school or whatever, like you could take the class and you're just kind of driving home those basics. Because I think of the story of this is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. He's Matt Hamilton. I'm Jim Rutledge. Alex drove behind the glass of the Everlight Solar Studio. And you can get it to the show, 844-770-3776. Our first Iron Jack poll question is, do you th- who do you think will have the better first season as a starter? Desmond Ritter, Jordan Love, Bryce Young, or Sam Howell? But I, I'm listening to a documentary about the uh, Lakers. Jerry Buss, Rex Chapman is actually doing it. It's a podcast that he does where he breaks down owners in the NFL and talks about Jerry Buss being a good one. And there's also the HBO doc, which I ha- or docu-series that I would recommend called Winning Time. Also fun. But Jerry Buss has an actual doctorate. He, I think he's essentially like a rocket scientist and a math whiz. Like He could play Monopoly and tell you what everyone has in all their coffers and play the entire game without a board. Yeah. And you give him a math problem, he can do it in his head. Like Just a math whiz. And I was talking to our, our friend Mike Tuick from Edge Construction. He was saying that he went to school with a guy that, same thing, Like just math, it just clicked for them. So I just think that there's some people where math or arithmetic, if you will, just clicks and goes. And then there's the, there's the rest of us. My wife is one of those people, too. She can figure out math, and she can understand it. it just It's like a beautiful mind sort of thing with Russell Crowe. It just right. clicks for them. It does not click for me. I always had this problem in high school. Like, look, I can't do algebra, and I'm a junior. I'm not getting a job that requires me to do algebra or geometry. <laughs> can we just let it go? Why are you forcing me to suffer through this when clearly this is not my skill set? And we need to stop, like, for, like you need to know a basic level of math. But we need to stop forcing people to be like, hey, you got to learn all the way up to calculus in high school just because. Like, clearly if algebra is kicking my butt as a senior, 
I'd be a moron to go find a job that requires me to, to do algebra. And actually, I think geometry is more valuable than algebra. Uh, Alex, what do you, what's your take? I think geometry is more of a life skill than algebra. Because algebra now, like cost per unit and all those sorts of things, those are all, you go to Amazon, it tells you the cost per unit. You go to the store, it tells you the cost per unit. All those sorts of things, that's all figured out. Geometry, that's a life skill. Construction, lots of things, geometry. I think, geom- I think geometry is more important than algebra. I'm just bad at math, fellas. I'll back uh, you. Same. The, the, last, the last math class I took was my, I think my sophomore year of college. It was Math 101. <laughs> And I got a D minus. I took math for liberal arts, which is basically <laughs> math for dum dums, uh, and I think I got like a C minus. Yeah, but yeah, mine was more attendance based. Uh, yeah, but I got such a bad grade because it was four days a week at eight a.m. And I, I always say that in college, trying to make you show up, like what are we doing here? Eight a.m. But forget even yeah, eight a.m. is even worse. But like, get off your high horse, man. This is a lecture class. I show up or not show up, let it be. That's right. the whole point of college. Is that yes? Yeah, I do on that. And then Obviously right, bad. Yeah, yeah, not well. Math. No, not well. Yeah, no. Right. Are, you, can, are you where are you at with math? Um, I. This is embarrassing. Uh, my sophomore year. Can you not read or do math? <laughs> yeah, basically, my sophomore year, I was in the same math class as my sister, who is a year behind me in school, because they said I should probably try algebra one more time. Oh boy, you failed it. Didn't fail it. I just had a D, and they didn't want to move me forward without the math. So you, you had to retake it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, what are we, like, what are we just, doing here? <laughs> I got a D, but I had to retake that's it. That's how special that, I made math. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Did, did you pass? Yes, that's passing. And why'd you take it again? Why'd I take it again? Because when I talked to the math teacher, he thought I might <laughs> struggle with the next level of math without doing it again. So you retook it. I so did You pass. were held back. I No, I had the option to choose which one. I said, I will retake it. I did have the option. And, he, and what'd you do when you retook it? I dominated. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, I did not do any of the homework, but I aced like every single test. It was great. I was able to manage to get out with like a C plus and not doing any homework and just base doing tests. Logan from the Moho, which I believe is Mount Horeb. <laughs> In high school, complicated classes like calculus, chemistry, etc. is more about learning to think critically and problem solve than actually learning the material itself. So that's, that's coming from someone who probably had a class like that. None of us went to those classes. <laughs> right, right. So we just thought, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to pass I mean, I had, I, I mean, obviously I think I had to take chemistry. I get the point, but there's a, a line of diminishing returns for the idea of if you are so bad at it that you just get discouraged and any lesson you might learn by critical thinking or problem solving isn't there. Because all, especially the math, you have to like, you have building blocks. You have to build upon it. And so mm. if you don't have the building blocks that are sturdy, you're just going to fail. Pressure, pressure. <laughs> and uh, King Troll House D bringing it to you, Matt Hamilton. Oh, gosh. In no world of C-plus dominating math. <laughs> No, no, no. I was not a homework guy. So like for me the C plus when you no look way. at the when you look at the average grade where it was like Matt had a D in his homework but he had an A in all of his tests combined, I felt like that was dominating. So maybe it wasn't. It's all perspective, guy. Get off my back, Z and the D. <laughs> that was King Troll House of D. Oh, that's House the guy of D. That, I'm sorry. That's the guy that usually makes fun of me. You can't take it when, when you get it, huh? No, well, no, I can take it, but like, let's, let's be real here. I did Similarly this to how you important. take a class twice in a row. It's not failing. It. <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely it's, not failing or getting held back. It's not. Do you think when it's your choice, uh, stroke, it's not being held back? Yeah, me and you. Do you think they were just trying to present this in a way to Matt to make him feel good about himself? Like, why would they do like, that to a high like, school? Matt? You don't actually have a choice, but we're going to present you with a choice. We're going to say, "Hey, man, you got a D, but yeah, actually, is a passing didn't get a grade. D. Is it not? 
No. You got it, Dean. Yes, it is. But we highly, degrees? we highly no. recommend. Yes. We Jim. highly recommend that you take this one again. But we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and give you a D quality then. <laughs> right. That's that's but called a passing grade and then an option. So no. why'd you take it again? Because they're right. Did you get credit for it? Did you yes. get credit for it again? Uh, or did you get one I, round honestly, of credit? Honestly, I don't even know how that works. I don't know yeah, how it works. Credit. And Probably I just follow up credit. I think it was one of those things where like they give you a choice, but if you make the wrong choice, you're going to be like, ah, you're taking it again. <laughs> like if Matt had right. said, I'll move on, they would have said, eh, no, when they yeah. tell When your teacher tells you you're yeah, going to struggle so. at the next level, I, I'm going to buy don't, that. I just don't think it was a real choice. Maybe it wasn't, but that's how it was presented to me. And I don't know why teachers would coddle every student. Because they're teachers. They can't, no, 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 you can't coddle start. every student. They want you to be. They want. We just talked about you need to have confidence to try to do better. So they're not. They're <laughs> coddling you idea of like, hey, D is not going to translate to anything but an F in the next level. So yes, maybe I can't make you retake it, mm-hmm. but you should retake it because you're going to fail the next class. Right. And I heeded that advice, but it was barely advice. It was more of like. You are a colossal moron if you try to take this one again. <laughs> if you try to move up. I I would have been fine. Slash. I would have been fine. I was looking for the he easy road. He would have absolutely aced it. By that, I mean D minus. I mean, I did feel very confident getting to retake the class. I knew I was going to do a lot better, so like, I didn't Wait, hate the idea. Isn't there something where you don't get all the credit? or I feel like in some places, you, you got to get like the C level to get your full credit, at least in college. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll just say this. In college, for- I I never passed a class that I had to take twice. That stinks. So that means you were bad at it twice in a row. No, no, no. I, I probably set that up. Poorly. That sounds terrible. I, mean, I, 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 ne- I really never, I never had to time. take a class twice that I passed the first time. Is what I mean. Yes, that makes I, more I, sense. That never happened to me. Yeah, that seems like uh, seems like a college thing. You know, you get your credit, you can move on. High like, school. Do, I think do you, you just get had credit to take, if you like, get a D in college. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I only got a couple of them, but yeah. You got a D in college? I just told you. I got a D minus in math 100th. Yeah. Goodness. 101, whatever it was. See, that's why there's a th- that's why they say Ds get degrees and Cs get degrees. It's, it's good enough. I got a couple Cs, but only that one D. No, but you need like a, but they don't get degrees because you need to have a certain GPA to get into the Correct. school 2. you're looking 5, for. So yeah. it would not get you a degree. Because you would a not degree, be able to get a, uh, your high school diploma. And that's then not they, a degree. That's a but diploma. But then when you get to college, you get D's. You, you get a degree. Accept, no, they you won't get accept. graduated. No, you, you graduate. Don't. To what, Matt? You have to have. You have to go into a school of like. What did you graduate from when you I, went to college? I graduated from the school of uh, communication. And you had to have a certain GPA to get into the school of communications. I did. Yes. And every school of to get to that, you have to have a GPA of two point five or higher. Correct. So, yes, I guess in theory, if you got a 2.6 to get into that and then got D's while you were in there, I, I guess, but you still didn't get... No, you can't stay, at least in my college. You couldn't stay. You had to maintain a so 2.5 think, So, thank you. So, I was not insane that there is yeah, like so a standard. C's get degrees. No. 2.0. 2.5 is... C pluses get degrees. C pluses get degrees. Ah, C pluses get degrees. All right. At least in my case. I'm just glad I never had to deal with that. <laughs> Did you not? You didn't go to college, right? No, his, for like a year. His okay. his uh, his school advisor told him, "You don't have to go to college. <laughs> yeah, you could just repeat high school again. It's fine." Yeah. <laughs> Logan and Mount Orem chimes in. It, it's like when a cop pulls you over and you have the choice to give him your driver's license. <laughs> you know what though? 
This reminds me of like you're a fourth year quarterback playing in your fourth preseason, and you know everything looks pretty easy. Only his third preseason. <laughs> third preseason. So, I want to hear from Chewy earlier today. He was on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy, and makes sense. He had an interesting take. Now, I'm not buying it completely, but I do think there is some credence to what he's saying. Because what Aiden O'Connell, the quarterback, a fourth-round pick out of Purdue, is slicing it up in um, Oakland. The Bears have an undrafted rookie who might earn the second-string job, but at the same time, the coaches are like, eh, this is still preseason. There's a lot of QBs out there slicing and dicing it up right now in the preseason, including Sean Clifford. So here's where I'm a little jammed up. All right, hit me. The fact that Sean Clifford, the big red dog, looks pretty good kind of detracts for me with Jordan Love because it seems easy, right? So, so it's like they're the in, guy who is a fifth round pick who many thought would be undrafted, yes, going out there and looking good detracts from I, Jordan Love looking good. Am I crazy? I Am I crazy? Look, I did not think that that was a take that was going to be said, but I'm not saying you're wrong. Like it's it's not. I had not thought about it that way, but I'm. It makes sense. But I, I yeah, that's how we kind of look at this thing. That okay, it's this simple. They're doing arithmetic in ninth grade when they should. Let's get to where we're doing algebra or geometry. But isn't that part of the beauty of this offense? Side note again. Chamur, I don't know his timeline. Like geometry and algebra start by the ninth grade. I think my fifth grader is doing geometry and algebra. So, like, I think he should be talking about like, calculus or whatever. <laughs> Humble brag, you smart daughter. But no, like she's just a regular class. She is. It's like what we're getting caught in the semantics of it. Right. This, I don't love this take because there's. It's not nothing though. Well, it's not nothing, but like we know Clifford isn't necessarily going up against the same defenses that Jordan Love goes up against in that first quarter, those first couple okay, drives. Okay, what about Adrian O'Connell, who's starting preseason games, rookie QB, he's killing it for Oakland right now. I mean, like, do you think he's going to no, be No, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that, yes, there's some shell defenses out there, and, and it's like it's not necessarily full-paced NFL football where coaches are trying to do everything they can to make you look bad, essentially, is what you're doing as a defensive coordinator. So this whole idea that that Sean Clifford is going out there and playing really good, it, it, it doesn't detract anything for me from Jordan Love. People can go out and play well and play at a high level in this preseason. What you've got to do is pick and choose your moments. Like, for me, last week, I'm, I'm so glad I said this because Jordan Love, obviously a big fan of the show and was paying attention, I said, I want to see Jordan Love make a long throw. All of his throws have been pretty short to intermediate. What does he do? We caught a great little pass to Romeo Dobbs that got overturned on the sideline when it was initially called incomplete. Like, that was a pass I wanted to see that he could make. I wanted to see a nice tight throw where there was a small window and he had to put a little pepper behind it and get it in there. And what he did it. So, those things, those are the things that all I'm drawing from. It's like, yeah, he made this throw that needed to be made. But you, you get the point. that he, Like, for an example. I understand Tyson, what he's saying. Tyson Bagent, undrafted rookie, third series of the game for the Chicago Bears, 17-play, 92-yard drive. Does that sound familiar? 9.25 o'clock, connected at 7-8 throws, 61 yards, and scored a touchdown. On a, uh, he ran the ball in. 
good for him. But my point is, he is a undrafted player starting playing in his first NFL game ever, and he was able to do that against starting defense against the Colts. This all has to be taken with a giant grain of salt. I don't, I'm not saying that Jordan Love exactly. isn't good. Exactly. That's what I'm just saying. Is, pick and choose the things Chewy you want to see. But what Chewy is saying is not insane. Because what you are seeing is he just put it in a different term when we're getting caught up semantics. We said it earlier. We all agreed on it. You're seeing vanilla right now. You are seeing... Honestly, this is more like everyone right now at quarterback is seeing defenses that they saw in college. Not a lot of trickeration, not a lot of scheming, nothing done specific atop their offense, nothing as far as advanced scouting, none of those things, no audibles, no exotic blitzes, nothing. This is basically addition and subtraction. And that's what these quarterbacks saw in college. And that's why these young guys are having success, which is good for them. There's a confidence boost for Jordan Love, and... It allows him to run the offense, which is important. So I'm not. This is important, and this is good. It's way better than the alternative. But it shouldn't detract from what Jordan Love is doing. You should. It should just be like, yeah, I see that this is not a normal defense, and anybody can be carving it up. It shouldn't say, hey, this guy's throw that he made uh, to Romeo Dobbs on the sideline. But that was still a good throw. But it's right. That is still a like good you throw. can still find good plays. But what that are he's like, saying is, it all has defending. to be. T- it all has to be accounted for. The fact that Sean right. Clifford, who doesn't know much, I mean, he is brand new to this league, and he's out there slicing and dicing it. What we know still, what we came into this offseason knowing is that Jordan Love had the physical abilities to be an NFL quarterback, and this is his fourth year in this offense, and we knew he was capable of running it. Leaving the offseason, leaving the preseason, we are leaving with he is physically capable. He knows how to run this offense. We feel confident he's not a pee pants back there. So that's the the new thing we've added that we are confident he's not a pee pants back there. I against shell I've defenses. I've seen more of a variety of throws that I honestly have more confidence. Even not necessarily that he made, made those, them, but they were made on those, target. But he made those throws in the preseason last year and against the Eagles. I guess we had different standards. I yeah. I knew he could make these throws. Like, well, I'm I mean, not worried I, I about was his confident physical. Confident he could. I just hadn't seen. I'm not much worried of about his physical bombs. ability at all. I need to see. For any of these young QBs, because I've been burned enough. I've, I'm an expert in crappy quarterback play. I've been burned enough. I need to see it when, I hate to use the term like live bullets are flying, but like I need to see it when the crap hits the fan. Then what happens? And the crap is not hitting the fan. It's not even being thrown out there right now. It's not even like a thing. But what I know a thing is that Matt Hamilton loves a good bush. <laughs> there is not a lot of things more satisfying than watching a bush <laughs> that is absolutely true, and you can watch a, bu- watch a bush when Olsen Tune comes to your house and gets your landscaping back up to snuff. Olsen Tune has been customizing residential and commercial outdoor living spaces since 1997, and they have over 50 years of combined experience in their management and design teams, and because of that, they have become one of Wisconsin's premier design-build landscaping and outdoor firms. From landscaping and maintenance to irrigation to concrete work, pools and more, if you've got an outdoor living need, large or small, Olsen Tune is here to help. They came by my house. They got my landscaping up to snuff. I feel like I can handle my yard again. They're going to be able to come back next spring, help me with the weeds, make sure none of the uh, stuff we pulled out of the ground is growing back. They can do that for you, too. You can go to OlsenTune.com and get started on your project today. That's OlsenTune.com. Linger on your fingers. <laughs> we'll throw some stones next. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. You got me burning up, I think I'll call you Mrs. Fallon. 
live from the Everlight Solar Studio. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The Mountain Blue, you know what to do. And that's crush a Coors Light. Let's uh, crush throwing some stones. The guys think they have the answers to everything. I'm the best there is. People like me. So it's time to put them to the test. That's some booty, Jim. You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. This is Throwing Stones, presented by Metro Kia of Madison, Madison's trusted Kia dealership. It is time to throw some stones here on Rutledge and Hamilton each and every day. When I'm here, I scour the interwebs to figure out what the heck has happened. In the last 72, I've got questions. Jim and Matt have answers. I'll score them throughout, and at the end, we'll crown a winner of Monday's edition of Throwing Stones. Fellas, I want to start with something we talked a little bit about last week while Jim was out. But uh, I saw a picture of it over the weekend, and I have officially decided I hate it. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater playing for the Detroit Lions, wearing number 50 currently. Now, it was reported he would do as such, and now he played a preseason game as a quarterback wearing the jersey number 50. I thought I was going to like it. I've seen the visual. It just looks weird to me. Jim, your thoughts on Bridgewater wearing 50? And Do you give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down? Ah, uh, Man, I guess I'll be forced to give it a thumbs down. I'm not a big uniform guy. I'm not a, a number spaz, but I think maybe Madden has broken my brain where it just looked like a glitch, like a made-up player Ten seasons into the <laughs> into the franchise, and Madden's kind of lost its mind and accidentally gave him a weird number. So that part of it bothers me. So I'm going to give it a thumbs down because 50 is just a little too weird at the quarterback position. It also looks like what it was 1950. Like I feel like maybe 1950 Sid Luckman wore 50 for Wait, the Bears. I don't know, but it's weird. I think it's crazy that everyone is making such a big deal out of it. Like. Who cares? In in three seasons, if everybody got their own numbers and it was scrambled up, you'd all be used to it by then. You know your favorite player's number. You know who's on the team. It's not a big deal. It, it's just funny. It's like one of those like, well, that's the way we've always done it, so we're going to keep doing it. So I'm like, old guard, let's keep the tradition. Quarterbacks need to be single digits or teen numbers. That's so weird. It's Who cares? Let them wear whatever they want. I want to see a quarter, a cornerback wearing double zeros. I'll watch a quarterback rep 99, wide receiver running 43. Who cares? Yeah, I'm out on that, but uh, I respect your opinion. Let's move on today. Thanks, bud. August 21st is National Senior Citizen Day. Oh, boy. So, Matt, I ask you, who's your favorite senior citizen that you're not related to? <laughs> that is not where I thought this question was going. Where did you think it was going? Yeah, actually, let's stop the timer. Where did you think it was going? <laughs> what do you think about Senior Citizens Day? Well, we already know about that. What do, what do you think about it? Do they have, do have an every day is Senior Citizen Day. What do they need a national holiday for? <laughs> get out of here. You get the early bird specials. There's senior discounts. You get a part closer at some point when your pocketbook watching the old people. This, yeah, this is it's it's every day is senior day. You're retired. Come on, you don't need your own day. You have 365 days yeah, a year. They've got like the 55 over menus at Perkins, right? Like we, they don't need every. I'm with you on this, Matt. Jim, who's your favorite senior citizen that you're not related to? Since Matt didn't want to answer my question. Oh, Pat Richter, born on Rutledge Street in Madison, or lived oh, yeah, on Rutledge Street one. in Madison. The um. The founder, I guess, of the uh, Badger Athletic Program as we know it. 
He's the one that brought in Bo Ryan and, and Barry Alvarez and and uh, obviously Dick Bennett at one point. He brought in Granado, not Granado, um, Mark, Mark Johnson, Johnson, and he brought in Eves, who won a title here. Uh, Mike Eves, the hockey coach. So uh, he has done a ton here. So I'll go with Pat Richter, and he was my co-host for longer than you, Matt Hamilton. Oh wow! We also go with today is Sister Jean's birthday, 104. Wow. Good for her. Great senior citizen. Do you know who Sister Jean is, Matt Hamilton? She's my favorite senior citizen. That's not my relative. And she is a nun. That's, I mean, <laughs> not fully wrong. Yeah. I, I literally, I know. I have Do no you remember clue. when Loyola, Chicago, the basketball team made it to the Final Four in the in March Madness? No, it was like two years ago or three yeah, years ago or something. Four, four years ago four. at this point. Okay. She was the uh, team, what do they call that? The team chaplain? The team Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Anyway. Good for her. 104. 104 years Congratulations old. on National Senior Day. Happy I, birthday. Do you even, like, t- like talk to your parents? Like, what? Because <laughs> like, are they seniors? Like, where are they from? Yeah, no, yeah, they're seniors. You see them, do you think less of them because they're old? Or <laughs> Sometimes when they do old people stuff. I still love them to death. But it's, you know, it's like, I roll, okay, give me your phone, let me help you. <laughs> like. I don't that know. is true. Can I side note <laughs> my my old my old ass parents? Somehow they've intertwined their Apple IDs. So now when I text my dad, it goes to my it's it shows to my mom. Like oh, my mom wanna... gets them, but they're supposed to go to my dad. You know, it's and they always ask me to un intertwine this, but then they're all upset. I'm like, you have to create a new account, and do all this, and then they're upset about it. And like, yeah, it's... Jimmy, that's what I'm saying. That happened to my girlfriend and her mother until about two weeks ago. The entire God. three and a half years we've been together. Sometimes I'd send something and it'd just end up in her mother's uh, inbox. Oh my gosh, Yeesh. that's dangerous. Well, we know that you don't mind sending things to her mother's inbox. <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean? Oh my gosh. <laughs> we talked yeah. about your future mother-in-law. Yeah, and you were gonna- Last one for you, fellas. <laughs> oh my gosh, Little League, on. Little League World Series going on behind you. And I, I noticed that when uh, kids Smooth come up the back... Uh, they they put like some description. So I just saw one before, and I, I would like to see what you guys uh, come up with. So it's like your likes. So one kid's was video games, Legos, and cars. So Jim Rutledge, if you were up to bat in the Little League World Series, what would your three likes be uh, that popped up on, on ESPN TV when, when you come up to bat? Video games are definitely up there. Uh, ice cream. Linger on your fingers. And um, wrong button. <laughs> yeah, happens. And uh, I'll go with uh, Jordan, Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Ice cream video games. You sound like you're 11. What about you, Matt? Um, my mine would be curling, golf, and probably watches would be my interests. Very intriguing, 11 now, year old. Now, to be fair, I was trying to do it as. Oh, no, I you do said, like what all would those mine things. Be? Now. I'm not doing it as an 11 year old. I was doing it. I was do- I was doing mine as an eleven year old, but also I like all those things. If I was doing it now, I would say clearly like Coors Light, my my Silverado, and Iron Jock. <laughs> yeah, I mean if, if I was eleven and my I'd family say- <laughs> and Carver World Health and Ho Chunk. If I was eleven, I'd say and Coors my Light, family. pizza, and <laughs> yeah. Jimmy, congratulations! I don't even need to say it though. He liked your you liked your take on whatever the first category was. Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater. He he agreed with you. I just didn't see it happening for me today. 
someone's just sad boy all of a sudden. Oh, hey, 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 Matt, you failed, but I'm, I'm, I, or you didn't fail. I'll let you retake it, though, if you'd like. Maybe you could revive your you score. You know what? I'm going to try and go a different route this time. I'm done. <laughs> I don't want to. I'll move on. Maybe you could try to revive your score. Maybe I could. Maybe I could. And you know what? I, I would probably consider calling Josh Duggan for that of revive restoration because if you need to get your life back on track, revive restoration is here to help. Nobody plans for accidents to happen, but when they do, you can count on revive restoration to be professional, efficient, and detail oriented as they make things right again. From things like water damage, fire, smoke, mold, storm damage, asbestos remediation, and a whole lot more. Revive Restoration has your home or business covered 24-7, 365 days a year. There's no project too big or too small, so the next time you need help restoring your home or business back to the former glory before the accident, Revive Restoration can help you. You can go online to the revivepros.com and check it out, and don't forget they have that emergency line. If something happens, flood, you got a fire, anything like that, you can get a hold of Revive Restoration 24-7 at the revivepros.com website. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Until you toe-to-toe, I should be scared, honey, maybe so. Hamilton, back in good spirits. Good enough. Good enough to finish this show. <laughs> you know, it's like a D. <laughs> well, you gotta do a show tomorrow, too. So. Yeah, I know. I'll get to retake it tomorrow, so we're fine. Hey, now. Maybe I'll be better like I was in high school. <laughs> I just can't believe it took you what? How old are you? Right now? 34. Yeah. So this took you almost 20 years to figure out you failed that class? <laughs> Sure. Let's just move this along. Yes. Why'd you look at me like that, Jim? What'd I do? <laughs> he, no, not you. He. It took him a minute to... Right now? How old are you? Right now? Yes! <laughs> I thought he was talking about like at the time. Uh, whatever. It doesn't he matter. asked how old are you, not how old Sorry, were you. Sorry, I had to do the math, and I didn't do very well in it, so it took me a second. Ah, the two of you between... <laughs> hey. Plugged out... And you taking <laughs> math three times something. again. I don't know what's worse, not realizing you failed it or, or failing it three times. I, I don't know which one's worse. <laughs> three there. times? How did it go up to three all of a sudden? I'm adding an extra one in there because you <laughs> failed it again because you thought you didn't fail it. It's Rutledge and Hamilton. Coors Light. He's Matt Hamilton. I am Jim Rutledge. God, what did you guys do when I was gone? Just say wrong things over and over again? Yeah. Plugged out. Oh, that, was, we took that a was a couple weeks ago. Yeah, Instead you of got unplugged, plugged out. Plugged out, yeah. Um, no, I think I said a lot of great things last week. In fact, I have a take for you that I would like you to re- review. Okay. Um, so last week after the Cincinnati game, oh I said it's impossible for anybody to feel the same about Jordan Love as you, had, as you did going into that game. I double down here. I don't feel like, you know, I, I, I threw it out there as a poll question uh, suggestion, but we did not throw it out. Like, do you feel better or the same about Jordan Love after Saturday's preseason game? It's impossible not to have your meter moved whatsoever in my mind. 
I just don't feel like you can have more evidence to a situation and not draw at least a slightly different conclusion on Jordan Love. That was that was kind of my big take after the Cincinnati game, and I doubled down on that after the New England game. I want you guys to correct me if, if you don't think this has been my take on Jordan Love. Because this is what I written. Jordan Love is ready for the regular season. Preseason is pointless at this point for him. He is having a good preseason, but he's doing everything that we knew he could do, which is with a vanilla offense against a vanilla defense, go out there and make NFL throws. And being... You could be as excited uh, as you want to be. You could also be pessimistic. I'm not going to be that guy. Like You could come out and be like, this means nothing. This is all trash. No, it means something because it's way better than the alternative, and that is a real thing. But I still had no questions about his physical ability to go out and make NFL throws and NFL plays. And we also saw him against Philadelphia and in the preseason, and it flashes. He's been up and down in the games he's played. In preseason games and regular season, he's games he's played completely, he's been up and down in those games. I've seen nothing from him during the entire practice, you know, the entire preseason here, including practices, that doesn't show me that he's a guy who's capable of having some good NFL plays that will make some some plays for the Green Bay Packers, but he'll also have some big misses, and he'll be an up-and-down quarterback throughout the year. And before I went on, so Alex, you can look it up. I texted you, I think, his preseason stats that someone had worked up. And I said at 82.4, 82, or 85 for QB rating for Jordan Love, I think is what he'll be this year. And I think that after watching the preseason, after these two preseason games, I still maintain that at the end of the year, his QB rating will be right around 85. What that means in wins and losses, I don't know. But I think at the end of the year, a QB rating of 85 will be enough to build on that they will continue to pay him and, and move forward with him. But it also will leave a question mark of what his ceiling is. So I, I haven't seen a lot, but that's because I wasn't expecting him to be terrible. I thought right. he'd be just fine. And right now I haven't seen anything to negate that he probably still will be just fine. He'll have good games, bad games, good quarters, bad quarters, and he'll, like he's been the entire NFL career of his, ups and downs. Right. That's who he's been his entire NFL career. I'm just, I was really excited that I did see the things that I <clears throat> wanted to see. Again, it wasn't a lot. It wasn't a huge showing. I mentioned this to you before, that throw to Romeo Dobbs. We know he's capable of making the throw. Like, the guys, we know he's got an arm, but we hadn't seen it a lot. He hadn't had a lot. Like, I bet his attempts over 20 yards are probably pretty darn low when you add combine all of those throws that he's had in, like, NFL 20 games 20 yards together. in the air? Yeah. That's you fair. know what I mean? So, so, having that one to Romeo Dobbs, I thought was really good. And then I did want to see... Something like a wow throw, the way Jason Wildy likes to talk about it, and that pass to Reed, I was pretty wowed by it. I again, I, it's kind of a, a throw that I hope he'd be able to make fairly regularly, maybe seven out of ten. But that was a small window. It was a bullet. Reed was able to haul it in and get get into the end zone. I that was a, another throw that I wanted to maybe build a little bit of confidence on instead of just going in on hope that he could make it. It was nice to see it executed. So, Strofe, to your point, I told you last week I was, like, basically nothing. I didn't feel anything, and then you got mad at me and uh, Wollersheim for saying we didn't feel anything. I will tell you right now, I do feel better about Jordan Love after the last showing than uh, I did going into the week. Yeah! There, I mean, that's, that's great it news. It might not be a lot. That's great news. And I do think it is, you know, I am taking it with a grain of salt, but 
it's it's some throws that I haven't seen executed Good. very often Look, prior, I, and I, I do appreciate I, that. I by no means am saying I need you to sit here and tell me he's going to be a Hall of Famer, right? Like, that is not what I expect. But, but I, I want you as a fan you. of the Green Bay Packers yep. to sit there and say, hey, I feel just a little bit better mm-hmm. about his ability and what he can do this year for us as the starting quarterback. That's all I want to hear. Yeah, and I, I do feel just a little bit better because I did see some things that I had question marks on, and there, there's still question marks, but at least I have yeah. a sample pool now. I guess Beautiful. we're talking about expectations because again, I I was not. I was trying to keep expectations super low, just I think because a lot of us are. But like Matt Lafleur, going like the second we got rid of Rodgers, you started hearing the coach and people kind of hedging a little bit, saying that this is there's going to be some growing pains and whatnot. There's still that, going to be growing yeah, pains that, this year. And no, and I, I buy, I'm buying that, and that's why I'm kind of guarding my heart. But as we move forward and we see more from Jordan Love, when he does make plays like that. Even if it is against a vanilla defense, it's still encouraging that the play was made. I'll say this. My ceiling has not changed on him. I would say I guess the floor has risen. So, five-win floor? You don't know what the win-loss floor is. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know that when, when we talk in the scope of Jordan Love, I don't know that wins and losses, especially in 2023, matter, right? And I, I, agreed. I agreed. I can't sit here and tell you how many games they'll win or lose in 2023. But what I can tell you is if this offense is humming, there's going to be some really fun looks this year. There's going to be some really fun games. Because I think what we saw in that third drive on Saturday against New England, and again, it's preseason, so take it with a grain of salt, that's fine. You saw several flashes, right? Whether it is the throw down the sideline, as you just alluded to, to Romeo Dobbs, where he drags the foot and and keeps it in bounds. He uh, twisted his whole body around so he could face the field to make that catch like that. As as much as I was impressed with Jordan Love, I am even more impressed with Jordan uh, Romeo Dobbs' ability yeah, to adjust to that I, I throw. I agree, but and then you look at the touchdown pass to, to, to the rookie Jaden Reed, right? Like he's a bigger Randall Cobb. That's maybe what he is, but maybe he can be a Mari Rogers, right? We don't know. But what we <laughs> saw on that, <laughs> on that route, that was fun. And you yeah. saw AJ Dillon lay down a great block. You had Zach Tom, who it seems like he solidified his spot at right tackle in his second year, lay down some great blocks. You feel like you have the right side of the line short up. So there was a lot of encouraging signs about this offense, but at the end of the day, I can't tell you what the win or loss will be. I think the truest thing you said is that there's going to be a lot of exciting moments this year. This team could win five games, and if Jordan Love shows potential, and I'm speaking from experience on this, if your QB shows potential, there's a lot to be excited about no matter what the win total is for the year. Yeah, That much is 100% true, and... I do think you're going to see flashes of potential from Jordan Love. I just don't think you're going to see consistency from him. I honestly think, if we went deeper into it, I think his first one to three, maybe four games are going to be really good. Like, as far as, like, above your expectations. And then there's film on him. And tendencies on him. And what LaFleur wants to do with him in this offense. And then he'll dip a little bit. Then he'll hopefully yeah. adjust back to it and then come back up, and then we'll start to find where his his median, his mean is, Matt. Yeah, no, I mean, I like to... Th- that was I a like math th- term, mean. Yeah. yeah, I see what you did there. I like to think that uh, Matt LaFleur is aware that they're going to get tape on him. He hopefully is going to be switching up schemes a little bit so that tape isn't so obvious. There's not going to be just like black and white obvious this play is being run because they're lined up like X. I'm hoping that we're going to see some wrinkles because he's going to have to do as much as he can to hide, not Jordan Love, but basically hide looks so Jordan Love can continue to thrive. I um, 
I don't remember the last time we did an entire segment uh, on our radio show, Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by the greatest beer in the world, Coors Light. I don't remember the last time we did an entire segment agreeing with each other. None of us disagreed with anything each other said there. What's yeah. going on here? It's good to have, it's good to have everybody back together. It's, it's totally it's happened show. before, Alex. You're wrong. You're wrong. I'm disagreeing with you now. It's happened. Certainly uh, has. What we do know is Alex <laughs> loves himself uh, some booze. I do love some booze, and I love some booze directly from my friends at Dora County Distillery, locally produced, handcrafted, and award-winning spirits made in the beautiful Door County, Carlsville to be exact. Great tour if you're heading up there anytime soon, but if you're not, it's available right here in the Madison area all over the place. The gin, the rum, the Rock Island rum, really good. Been drinking a lot of that this summer. Their cherry brandy, their bourbon, anything you can think of, they do it, and they do it really, really well. Uh, they've got their unique cocktail recipes on their website as well, DoorCountyDistillery.com, which is also where you can find the retailer nearest you. Check them out. Tell them I sent you. DoorCountyDistillery.com. That's DoorCountyDistillery.com. We wrap up Monday. On Rutledge and Hamilton, right after this, on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin on demand. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin on demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Shout out the sunroof. I'm blasting our favorite tunes. I only got one thing on Celebrated my, mind. my 11th year anniversary with my wife. Uh, while we're on vacation. Congratulations! Thank you. And she's great on the thoughtful gifts. So she got me... We watched the show Last of Us together. And I really, really enjoyed the show. And he's Matt Hamilton. I'm Jim Rutledge. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light, live from the Everlight Solar Studio. She got me the Book of Puns, No Pun Intended, Volume 2, that in the show, uh, the younger girl, Ellie, reads throughout... Uh, and, you know, it was a uh, nice little bonding thing, and I laughed at some of the, the jokes there. So I got the pun book, and I'm going to give you guys every once in a while a pun from the pun book. Are you guys ready? Sure. Yeah, here we go. What do you call the wife of a hippie? Mm, what do you call the wife of a hippie? I don't know. Mississippi. <laughs> That's actually pretty bad. Very <laughs> bad. You got another one? That, that's. I'll, I'll give you one. I'll give. I'll, I'll pepper them out here. I was gonna guess like Mary Jane. Mississippi's good. Yeah, Mississippi's that's not a pun. Good. Mary Jane's not a pun. Oh, I know. You're right. Yeah, no, yeah. I did that one. Yeah, Mississippi was pretty. I thought that one. Was, that was one of my favorites out of there. So you're welcome, folks. You're gonna get a few more of those throughout. Uh, <laughs> I'll drop them in sporadically. Now I wanted to ask you guys. This, as we wrap up the show, you can chime in 844-770-3776 with your own puns. We can add to it. But I'll bring the book in tomorrow, but I remembered that joke, and that, uh, that slayed uh, the six-year-old all the way up. Uh, my wife loved it, too, for that one. So that's why I brought that one. Mississippi's Mississippi. good. Yeah, it's that's, good. That's that's good. A, you're going to use that one at some point. You're gonna and it's gonna it's you're gonna get a chuckle by some more. point. I will use it in the next hour. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So I want to ask you this: the athletic has been doing this now for a few years. I think six years, maybe maybe five. Basically, having a collection of people rank the NFL stadiums, all thirty NFL stadiums from best to worst. So, where do you think? What do you think number one was? It's been number one for a few years now. Uh, so far, that was number two. What's the one in Vegas called? Not this. Not number one. I don't know what it's called, but it's Met not number Life one. MetLife in New York or New Jersey? Nope. It's not. Is it U.S. Bank? Yeah. 
your it hatred is. for the Vikings. Yeah, Shut US up. Bank. It's been like, I mean, it's, every it's year a since pretty it's been cool open. stadium if you've ever been I in it. Been it's, it's, it's been kind it's of a very a, nice indoor stadium. I went there for the NCAA championship basketball game a couple years back, and it was a fantastic yeah, You've been venue. to a Final Four championship he, game? Yeah. I, felt like, I feel like he was at the one that Loyola Chicago is at, and he still doesn't know who Sister Jean is. Um, it was Virginia versus somebody. Can't rem- I think Virginia won. I can't remember who the f- who God. I wish it was Loyola Chicago. <laughs> it was. It wasn't. I. I'm pretty. I'm very confident it wasn't Loyola Chicago. Where do you think Lambo landed on this list? Um, if it's not top five, it's wrong. Well, here's the thing. I think people are. I think this list is going to be knock it for being like an older stadium. Uh if it's below, if it's under ten, I'm going to be. If it's under 15, I'd be upset. It's third. That tracks. That's where it should be. Yeah, I have nothing wrong with that. I just wasn't sure if this was going to be purely, is this going to be based off all the things, like the environment? Some of it's Google reviews. That's part of it. They have a 4.8 out of, it's not only Google, because SoFi is a 4.5 and U.S. Bank is a 4.7. Packer fans are, are generous folks here. I would say, look, Lambeau Field, from the ones I've been to, Probably the best NFL stadium I've been to. I've been uh, to Miami, the Hard Rock, and obviously I've been to Soldier Field, been to Lambeau, and I think one or two others. I didn't hate the Arizona Stadium, but it wasn't great. I just love the idea that they roll the grass out during the week and then roll it into the stadium indoors for the game. Dallas Cowboys finished fourth on this list. But uh, number one for our favorite venue is Ruth Chris Steakhouse in Middleton. We gotta get Lee back out on, on the show or get yeah. us back out there. That's a better idea. So you can get a tour, pretend you're a chef, talk food with with Lee. You can go out there get a happy hour. I was out there right before vacation with a happy hour with some friends of ours. Great spot, Ruth Chris Steakhouse in Middleton. We got uh, Scalzo and Bruss coming up next. This has been Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. See ya. Ow!